Hello and welcome back to the Try Time Podcast, episode 24. I'm Matt. And I'm Callum. And today we look at all the fallout from round one of the Challenge Cup, the latest and breaking news, as well as a look ahead to the first round of the Super League season. So, without wasting any time, we'll go straight into the Challenge Cup and review the matches that have happened this weekend. And for probably most of us, the first time watching live rugby that's not yawning in about six months. So... Callum, you've got the results to hand. Yeah, true. It was a good weekend in the Challenge Cup. Uh, a lot of neutral sort of Super League fans who obviously didn't have a team playing seemed to enjoy the fact that they could watch a bit of rugby. So, and some good results. In fact, well. I know exactly where we're going to start. Did you enjoy the Challenge Cup round one on a personal level? Honestly, no, no, because obviously uh, the Bradford result. But I, like I had sort of predicted last week, and I've said before, I did not expect us to kind of come out of that on top I think Fev scored it's a good job because you were well beat yeah it got embarrassing I mean at times we looked good um, but I, I kind of called it as well I thought we'll start off strong and then just kind of fade away fitness levels are looking poor the the squad on paper isn't terrible but you, we don't have the the sort of household names that Fev have got now you know like Kotchak in middle they've got a lot of ex Super League players and they've They've, obviously they've got the money there and they've got a really good half back that ditched you guys as well yeah it didn't have the I wouldn't say it was an outstanding uh, dangerism game to be fair but again it's kind of like we're, we, we've lily banned we kind of had to makeshift stuff in the halves and, it, it, and you know what it didn't potentially didn't work but I do feel like at the top of the championship anyway there is going to be them Fev York and Toulouse just kind of running away with it in a way now Um and I do think we can beat kind of anyone. We can beat one of them teams on us day, but like I would back us against any that, team. That was not your day. Oh, definitely not. And we always do. We never really do that well um, over at Featherway. Um, but they can't. Yeah. You can't handle the big fellas. And on that note, let's go on to the next one because otherwise I'm going to end up with half an hour of you waffling about Bradford. Yeah. So we'll go on to we'll go back sort of to Friday, which was the first match, which I did watch actually, uh, which was Sheffield. Oh, good, I didn't. Sheffield against York, which, again, kind of expected York to really, you know, strongly win this one. And the scoreline yeah. suggests they maybe did, but they definitely didn't. I thought Sheffield were in the game for pretty much all of it. The scoreline kind of, I think, flattered York a bit, although the defence earned it, you know, to only concede six points. Against the Sheffield side, which is good going forward, is a huge task, and the defence was definitely there. Um, for York and I do think it's kind of a good sign of their season to come I think there's more to come from York definitely but they, look, they looked class when you got play like Ben yeah. Jones Bishop at full back you know Super League level really in my eyes I thought York could win York did win that's about all I've got to say on the matter next game yeah so then next up we sort of on to Saturday now so I guess we'll go through some that I kind of maybe will only whiz through these. You know, Alden beating Barrow 20 points to 6. Kind of expected with the league difference, although Barrow did look strong. London beating Yeah, Keith Barrow could, could well go up. Yeah, yeah. no surprise in London beating Keithley. Yeah. Upper Championship versus Mid-League 1, straightforward. Yeah, although to be honest, 24-10 to London, um, to London against Keithley. And, you know... Actually, last week on last week's podcast, if you haven't checked it out already, guys, um, I, I actually had Greg McNally on here, current Whitehaven player, and when we predicted these games, um, me and him both said that we predicted an upset in that game and that Keithley could do London with the squad Keithley have got. Although, 
prior to kickoff. Obviously, they've got Morel's out injured. Where, um, James Webster, not James Webster, Jake Webster is on. What the Featherstone coach? Is <laughs> on paternity leave, and they found out just before kickoff that um, QLT was um, a, picked up a knock as well. So a lot, the big hitters kind of wasn't playing, but still a good. Oh, I forgot Jake Webster were at Keithley. That's yeah. one of them transfers that's kind of gone under the radar. Was not having much of a season last year. I forgot yeah. that happened. And to be honest, you've got. I mean. Keithley on in my League One predictions were top at top of the league and I think they've done it give a really good account of themselves. I mean to travel down to London from up in Keithley with you know missing probably the three best players, I think you've got to give it to them. So fair play there. Well it's to be up they didn't use the team bus from Motor Hub, if you know you know. <laughs> and then we've got an interesting one. As Whitehaven beat Dewsbury twenty three sixteen. Speaking of Greg McNally last week, he only went on after I, after in, be, I've been on an interview with me to score the winning try and kick the winning drop goal to send Whitehaven through to round two. So I'm going to take a bit of credit for that. There you go. Any ex-players, if you want to have a fantastic game and a bit of good luck for your team, come talk to us. We are literally the four-leaf clovers of the rugby league world. <laughs> but yeah, good work, um, Greg, and good work, Whitehaven as well. Real tough, close game. Dewsbury didn't look bad either to be fair it was a good uh, close game from the highlights and everything that I've seen no we've got a lot of hate both predicting Jewsby to go down so I don't know maybe they might surprise us but we'll see yeah maybe maybe so then the the last game on Saturday which was kind of the shock probably of the round is Batley beating Halifax at Halifax 19 points to 6 yeah I forgot this game even existed which is really good of me isn't it Really, I kind of expected a lot from Halifax with a rebranding, some of the good players have signed to come out strong, but by the looks of it, Batley have just absolutely dominated the game and, you know, in Halifax's backyard as well, which I think is fair play to Batley, it only uh, bodes well for them going into sort of the season. Obviously, they could get on a cup run as well, which will be good for them. So, you know, Halifax, yeah. will, I still think Halifax will do decent in the league. You know, it's a cup, it's a cup game at the end of the day. Um, it doesn't mean... You know, it's not be all and end all of the season. They're saving the self for the league in the 1895. There we go. That's literally my insight for this game. So, shall we move on to Sun? Well, the rest of Sunday's fixtures. Yeah. So, only two other games other than the one we've obviously spoke about. So, uh, first up with a game that I also did watch was West Wales Raiders against Widnes. A lot of talking points here. I watched this one as well. Well, most of it. Yeah, a lot of eyes. I thought early on, I thought West Wales could do it. And Rangi Chase was absolutely running the game. and I thought, Yeah, then I tuned in and the wheels just completely yeah. fell off. So you can blame me for that one. The to- the turning point really was the injury. And then like, a couple of minutes after that, the red card. And after that, you just knew it were curtains, really. But Was anyway, it a red? What's um, your thoughts? Was I mean, it a red? You know, like, as a person who's played rugby league from a young age up until, like, sort of being eight, sort of when I was 18... It's one of them where, as a player, I feel like you always think they're harsh red because when you've played the game, no one ever means to do that and it's a pure momentum game. A lot of the times in them situations, it's actually the attacker having a sort of a bad centre of gravity when when the ball's being run in that actually causes that. I don't think there were any malice in it. I think it could have been a yellow and no one would have bat, bat an eyelid. It were a harsh red, especially given the circumstances. A different ref, maybe, you know, you know, different circumstance, maybe it's a yellow, but... You know, it is what it is. Um, it's a problem. It realistically, the lot. If you go through the exact laws of the game, it probably is a red card. But it's one of them where you look at it, you think, yeah, on the eye, it don't look great. But also, it, it's kind of there's not 
there uh, probably was a, something that happened more maliciously intent, with intent that didn't even get looked at. Do you know what I mean within the game? Yeah, as someone who is technically has the qualifications to officiate a game, I would have gone for a yellow on that one. Well, Witness ran away with it anyway. I thought Witness, yeah. when they got going, did look good, although you can never really tell with the extra man. But if you're a Witness fan, you're happy you threw it next round. In terms of You've got some momentum, that's the main thing. Yeah, in terms of talking points from this game though, Rangi Chase, like I've said, looked really good. But a lot of hype obviously around Gavin Henson coming from Union, obviously quite old now as well. First actual game of rugby league he's played. And when I did watch him closely, and it did seem to be... It, I, I don't want to say... He, like, he seemed to be not know how to get himself into the game. You know, you see Rangi Chase is always on the ball. And I think as a halfback, you want to be getting on the ball as much as possible. Early. He was quite quiet for a half. Yeah, I have to agree on this one. But his kicking game was amazing, though. When he did kick the ball, he did look good in that respect. And I think, you know... With Who missed the conversion, by the way? I didn't see this bit. Uh, the conversion was missed by uh, Gavin Henson, but it was also on the touchline. I line, it would so be. It was right, on the touchline. Okay. I didn't see that point, so yeah. But yeah, I think against a League One opposition, I think he can do get once he gets into his rhythm, I think he will be good. But I didn't really think there were nerves flying for him, and I think you know at the end of the day, at like his age and a lot of players at that age just don't play anymore, and how he's, he's switched codes, he's seen the light, he's finally come over to the bright side. Um, I think fair play to him for giving it a go, and. You know, I think him and Rangi can definitely string something together. But again, I think Rangi's going to carry this team to a, a good few wins this season. I think he's a bit absolutely unreal. I genuinely think you could pop, pop, pop him in a Super League C team and he would do the job, to be honest. Well, just to finish this game off, the last thing I'm going to say is this looks a nice little ground, actually, there's. Yeah, I have actually... Didn't look a bad stadium. I have Are you going to tell me you've been? I've played on that. I've played on that pitch for college, so... And right, you know, fair it, is, it is probably. I know when they're watching it, and you know, the probably everyone's probably dodgy BBC sports streams or whatever didn't do it justice, but it is a really good pitch, if you get what I mean as well. It's like this. I wish I'd never said anything now. Yeah, I'm just. I, Let's just move on. Swinton, Newcastle, go on. So, this one was probably one of the closer games to predict, I guess, of the round. Uh, Swinton at home came away with it against Newcastle. I always thought with this one going in, whoever's at home probably wins it because Swinton at home are good and it's their pitch and their, it suits their style of play and Newcastle's fast pitch would have suited their young sort of snappy players a bit more. But Swinton ground out a really good win this 28-16 against Newcastle. But Newcastle again holding their own, which supports the fact that we think they're going to obviously hold their own in, in the championship this year it must have been that pre-match night in a gloss up caravan that just put them off it must be mate it must be but right so that's challenge cut round one i'm gonna stop you right there because i know what you're like with these matches yeah yes yeah, so out of this obviously round eight, two yeah eight teams have progressed to round two which is actually this weekend so we're getting it over and then obviously four teams are progressing with the Super League teams. So, first up, Fev versus Batley. One word, who wins it? Featherstone. Yeah, I probably agree, I can't lie. I think... That's not one word. Yeah, I agree. So there you go, that's two words. Right. Swinton, Swinton versus Alden. You said that as if I thought you were going to say Swinton or something. Uh, yeah, Swinton. Swinton, yeah, I'm going to agree with you as well on that one. I think at home again as well. And I think Swinton have looked strong, especially beating Newcastle. London versus York, arguably the tie of the round. Ooh, definitely the tie of the round. It's in London, yeah. 
Yeah. I'm going to say York have got bigger priorities this season and hand it to the Broncos. Interesting. Well, I, well, we've split there because I'm going to say York, based on the fact I think they're going to want a statement of intent and I think they want a good Super League team. I think they want to play a Super League team. I think they're going to target this as they've got obviously ex, a lot of ex-Super League players. I think that experience is going to carry them through this tough cup tie. I'd laugh if they want a Super League team and get Featherstone. Yeah, to be fair, that'd be a great that'd be great for the championship to see sort of a team go that far if that does happen. Last tie, Widness versus Whitehaven. Oh, sorry, Greg, Widness. Right, I'm gonna have to back Greg. I think I think Whitehaven have looked good. They've got a solid squad. Some of their new signings that we did speak about that they brought in sort of from down under are settling in well. Greg's running show. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go for a Whitehaven probably upsetting it really. But I think if they can... I think this is the only one that we really quite disagree on then. Because I definitely think London, York could go either way. Yeah. I, d I don't know if I saw... I can't say I didn't see enough from Witness, But I think Witness are a team that... They're in a weird way like the similar... I see similarities between Witness and Bradford. Where it's like they could probably beat anyone. Because they've got young hungry players. But they also could get done by experience from a team like Whitehaven. Who have that in absolute abundance. Don't they, let's be honest. Well, let's be honest, there's a real battle here. It's Greg McNally versus Jack Owens. Yeah, two quality players. Battle of the fullbacks. Assuming they both play at fullback, but, you know, we'll ignore that bit. I would imagine they will do. Uh, yeah, I think Owens' kicking game might just be, prove a big difference for Witness because they did not miss many kicks, even from the touchline. Yeah, they're definitely a good one at best converters around. So guys, let us know. I mean, I'm pretty sure he kicked for St. Helens that year. He was there as well. Yeah, which says a lot. Yeah. So yeah, let us know, guys. What do you think? Who do you think is going to win these games? And you know, who's going to win the Challenge Cup? Let us know. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> back to back. Maybe you'll have to see. It's not going to be my team. I know that for sure. So the main. Well, yeah, you're out. <laughs> yeah. The main kind of story, like um, story, I guess you want to say, in in the past week that we want to touch on is the fact that Daryl Powell's going to be leaving Casford. Uh, at the end of the year after a good few seasons there not won a big sort of major trophy yet you know grand final challenge cup but can he do it in his final year yes or no Matt no 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 way why not go on explain not even going to make the top five haven't got the squad for it fair enough fair enough uh, do you think someone's going to you know kick in where it's like come on guys it's my last big last hurrah big push for it do you think he could get him up for it Maybe. I think it's boards in the favour of the fact I don't know. Going. It's going to go one or two ways. He'll either get the squad up for it or he'll just spend the whole year crying at Sky Sports again over some refereeing decision. Probably both. What are odds that he just plummets the club down to championship? They're not that bad. <laughs> I, don't, I don't particularly like Castleford as a club for obvious local rivalry reasons and the fact I think he's just a miserable, whinging old fart, but... They're not that there bad. And there, we've just ruined our chance of getting Daryl Powell on podcast, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, but, you know... That, it it won't it be is. an episode It won't be an episode of this podcast if I didn't insult somebody in rugby, so... Yeah, that's true. So, in terms of... It's an interesting situation we've got here, because, obviously, Cass is one of them teams where it's like, they haven't been up without a, a coach. They haven't been needing to get a new coach for so long. It feels like Powell's kind of ingrained in sort of the 
the works there if you so you it feels like that might be half of the problem these days so to speak yeah. maybe maybe that's why obviously we, you never really find out the ins and outs of what's happened behind the scenes but the fact he's leaving at the end of this season uh steve price obviously is leaving warrington at the end of the season that's two kind of of the big t big teams so to speak that have losing there the you go what's your chances of a coach swap can't see I'm going that. for a big fat zero it. out of ten. I don't think Price slums it in Tin Shed that is jungle. Yeah, I think Powell Powell to Warrington I actually can envisage envisage and I think we obviously did the Steve Price replacement who we thought it could be um a couple of weeks ago and I think if we had this news then I think Daryl Powell would probably be one of our front runners, really. What do you reckon? Well I'm pretty sure I suggested him off the call anyway, but just didn't. Yeah. Take him as one of my things. Yeah, we didn't really take him because obviously you thought he was so kind of like, like we say, he's ingrained in the ca the culture at Castleford, didn't he? We really can't really couldn't really see him leaving, but obviously he has. Whether that's to you know take up a job like the Warrington job or whether it's to you know, I don't you know there's a lot. Or of whether the club's you. just gone stale a bit like with the chip with the turnover that happened after Castleford's glory season a bit like at Leeds with with the world's happiest man, Brian McDermott. Yeah, some, sometimes you get that, don't you, where it's like kind of, uh, you kind of pass the pot. You need some fresh blood in there. And I think in terms of the cast job, I think a lot of names probably come up in the, the same that came up in that Steve Price video, which were like, you know, you, you like you say McDermott, you've got kind of like Sean, Sean Wayne, who's obviously currently England coach. And I don't see him downgrade into that personally, no, but... No, I, no, I don't really see it, see it either. I think you're more... I think even McDermott's a push, might I mean, I know he slummed it at Toronto in terms of dropping down the league, but facilities were better, potential was higher. It was a bit of a holiday, and he probably got paid quite well, assuming he did actually end up getting his wages. But... Yeah. I think Probably that, not. That's interesting though because I think that's the when you start to turn to the other sort of managers that we spoke about in that Steve Price video. You know, we spoke about like Danny Ward at London. You know, there's a lot. Of, I think there's some championship managers, sort of homegrown British championship managers, who will want to have this. You know, you've got like James okay. Ford and that sort. Of I'm thing. gonna say right. You've mentioned Ford as one of them. One other name that you think might take the cash job, and then I'm gonna come up with some left field clickbait selections. So, well, in terms of, you know what, I'm going to say these, these two championship managers that have been doing bits over the last few seasons, Danny Ward and James Ford, them two, have I two sort of picked who I think could step okay. up from championship. I'm going to give three very controversial, very left field names and you can simply give me a rating out of ten of how much you think it'll happen if you want. Yeah, Number but... one, Kieran Cunningham. Maybe, yeah. I, definitely an option. I can see it, if you know what I mean, I can see it. Number two, Danny R. Alright, that's interesting. Someone with connections at the club. That's, yeah. I actually think R, for me, would go in as one of the favourites, but... Yeah, honestly, I, but the only reason why I'd say against that is because I actually do think Cass want to go a different direction to someone, kind of... Not that's got nothing to do with the club, but do you know what I mean? Like, someone that's like kind of can take like has a fresh potential that's why i'm saying my top two up and coming managers. all right well this but. is a very fresh view of the game and this is probably a guy that no one's ever spoke about for probably about four years now i'm calling it here returning to the super league is lauren frazier new 
Oh dear. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, that, I, I don't know. That's probably never going to happen, but you know, why not? We can. It gives us some title. There you go. Take a picture of his head and model a cash shirt on him or whatever you want to do. What, Lauren Fraser do? I don't, yeah, well, I don't, I don't know. Shove Tiger mascot head on him for all I care. That'd be an interesting thumbnail. There well, we go. It, that's the thing with, you know, Lauren Fraser new is, you know, what's going to happen with Ottawa? Obviously, he's the Ottawa coach. What's going to, you know, transpire there? There's going to be opportunities for players and coaches potentially at Ottawa. Obviously, it all kind of... I mean, we have potentially seen some people that signed for Ottawa then change and sign for another club already. If you know that reference, put it in the comments. Yeah, that kind of all thing with Ottawa obviously is getting delayed back a season. It'll be interesting, sort of who goes there if Fraser New stays sort of in that in that mould there. But yeah, that's another sort of outlandish view, and I think it could it, honestly it could happen. So, what do you guys think? Who's gonna take the cast job? Is Powell going to Warrington? Is Powell early retirement? What's what's going to happen to Powell? What do you guys think? Is he secretly going to become head of the referees union? You never know. Anything can happen in rugby league. That, that's the motto. <laughs> it usually does. He's probably going to be in charge of app development for our league, let's face it. Yeah. What? Quickly, I want to get moving kind of on from this um, sort of Powell and that sort of thing quickly. What are your thoughts on the our league sort of streaming thing? Obviously, you're obviously a super super league man yourself. What... Okay, I can do this very quickly. And... When it works, it's fine. But I don't know how, in a world where everyone else can stream things, Rugby League is still incapable of doing it properly. Like, I'm not being funny. From race one, I've not heard any major problems with F1 TV Pro. BBC can stream Challenge Cup Finals fine. Every other sport I can think of has a streaming service that actually works. Yeah. Again, why are they so useless? My second problem with it, and this is a big one, and I don't know the, what the reason is for this. I, I, I'm assuming it's Sky's fault, like everything else seems to be. Why are we not missing a huge trick by not allowing you to watch games if you don't have a season ticket? This just sounds like a simple solution. Put them all on pay-per-view, and if Sky want to be stupid to be an arse and say, oh, it's our coverage, pay us split the blooming proceeds it's not difficult business sense yeah I, I, either something in the contract that sky are being absolute arseholes over or the rfl have the negotiating power of a chocolate teapot and let's be honest it's probably both yeah that's the thing in it we obviously don't know as much what goes on behind closed doors but i think the idea is you know obviously super leagues on on, on sky which is fine but I think it, the, the problem is inconsistency throughout throughout the leagues for me because obviously championships not going to be on Sky, so championships, our league, you know, if you're the away team, you pay five pounds. If you're the home team, you get it on your season ticket. All right, kind of get it, you know, fair fair enough. I know that I get it. You know why I get it and why I would pay and why a lot of championship fans will because the t the clubs need it at the end of the day. It's not the club's fault necessarily, and the clubs need it. So I am willing to pay that, but. And I like the idea of, you know, you can pay 15, 20 quid and you get the every game all weekend. But the problem isn't with the fact that, all right, you're prizing these things up. You know, £5 to watch a game, which, you know, if you went to, if you're an adult and you were going to buy a ticket to a game nowadays, it's like 15, 20 quid in it, even in championship. So 
Python, I don't think it's bad when you get the commentary and stuff. What I think it is, it's like, in a weird way, I think it's like just the production value and maybe even just how the money that's just not there in rugby league, that might be the problem. I don't know if it's like, you know, in, in the NBA... I mean, I can see it being work. quite a Sky problem. Yeah. And this is only because, again, going back to the example I used earlier of F1 TV Pro, subscription service, multiple camera angles on boards, etc. of the race, can't have it in the UK or Germany. Why? Sky have exclusive rights to it. Refuse to let them broadcast it in countries that they've got the contracts for. Yeah. Now, if they're going to play silly buggers over that, which is, let's face it, Liberty Media, FOM, Formula One management, far bigger than company than the RFL, far more buying power, much bigger fan base. They open that, split the proceeds, the amount they would get is huge. Yeah. Because there are so many fans that are against Sky on principle and would just take the pro package for classic races. Why have the RFL not got a similar package that works? Probably, in part, because Sky is so awkward about it. Yeah, and that's the problem there. What you, what, kind of, I think you hit the nail on the head in the fact that, right, so let's compare rugby league to a sport like football, right? So, for example, the Champions League, Europa League, which are huge TV rights out there, are was obviously it used to be Sky, now purely BT. Them, them I'd say that's too big of a comparison. I'd say go closer to home. Yeah, Compare but, it to Union and look at the likes of what the Six Nations yeah. get. What, Heineken Cup highlights, the lot. It's all for there. What what I'm saying is the fact that, right, so you've got this, I think it's a good example that everyone will be able to relate to. Them rights are out there, right? Them, the champion, away for are not going to these TV companies saying, do you want us? Let's work out a deal. These TV companies are fighting them and they're, you know, having bidding wars over the rights. It feels like Sky are in control of rugby and we're like, we can't go to anywhere else because Sky are like, right, we, we're putting more TV But that's not down. right exactly. because there was the thing the other week, like when this was up for review, that BT were interested. Why have we not managed to get any perks or anything? when you've got the threat of just walking from Sky. Yeah, it feels like Sky have just got some dirt on Rugby League or something. That's what I mean. It feels like we're not trying to... They're not... Instead of them... them They should be selling themselves and what they can bring to the sport. Whereas it feels like we're trying to sell ourselves to Sky and to, to maybe BT. But... At this point, I'd take Amazon Prime. Yeah, at this point... I literally would take Prime Video as but, the... Rugby League Street, and I think actually, no, I think the problem is it's too innovative for the RFL to go to a system like that. They're not forward thinking enough, because for me that's the future. Yeah, I know, I know what you mean, mate. Definitely, you know. The Premier League are on with it. I mean, come on, get with the times. I think sometimes I still think it's 1996. And that they've only just got the money from Sky or whatever, and Super League's just in its infancy. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm, sort it out. It's just the fact that, like, for example, games are going to be on pay per view, which is fine. But then you feel like, for example, you pay fans pay so much for Sky, and if a game's not like you, do you know what I mean? People are paying for Sky and they're not having to pay for other games. And I know fans aren't going to complain about it. Well, they're it, not either, because not, this is half the problem. Because unless you have a season ticket at your club, you don't watch it on our league. Which, let's face it, if you've got Sky, 
you don't watch it on our league anyway because Sky actually is reliable and shows what it's supposed to show at the right time. Yeah, but that's, our league doesn't. But that's the thing. After a few rounds in Super League, the not every game's even going to be on Sky. That's a, that's a, that is the actual big issue. At first, when yeah. they announced this, we thought, oh, every game's going to be on Sky. That's absolutely amazing because fans can just have Sky. And, you know, fans might pay for Sky for other sports or whatever. But if you're paying for it, if you're purely for Rugby League, and every Rugby League game isn't even available, that's appalling if you think about it. Well, this is part of the reason why I don't, and I, to be quite honest, at this point, refuse to purchase Sky Sports. The, the, the fact that not every rugby league game is broadcast, okay, I kind of get it, but still, it's poor whenever there's plenty of other sports that have designated channels. And for what else I'd watch, I'd probably watch maybe a little bit of NRL. I'm not getting up the times it's on to watch it live, so realistically, have I got two hours to sit down in the middle of a weekend? No, certainly not to watch three games or however many they put on. Yeah. You know, then, would I watch Formula One? Anyone doesn't know, that's the one spot in my life that comes ahead of rugby, even. And the answer is, yes, I probably would. But equally, Channel 4 provide me with good enough coverage that I'm not forking out over £200 for the pleasure. Yeah. And then that's yeah. it. I'm not really bothered enough about anything else to sit and watch it probably a bit of the premier league when it's my team that are playing but even then half of the time that's on bt now which i have got and that's got plenty of other stuff i want to watch and it's a lot cheaper yeah i know i know what you mean mate it's one of them in it with it's just the at the end of the day i get it and you know it's not everyone's fault we're not blaming every single last person who's in the rfl and it's what it is, it, it, it's just a, it seems to just be a problem with the sport in the fact that the product's so good. They just, I don't, I don't know. I what think it is. one of the other problems is, is I think part of the other issue is Sky, like you said, don't do anything to try and sell rugby league and make it a valuable contract for them. I think they're almost quite content to just not bother, and then they can pay less next time round. Yeah. And because they know that they've almost got a chokehold over the RFL because they don't risk getting taking the money elsewhere in case something doesn't come off and even the professional teams start to struggle. They know they can do it. And it's the classic Sky way of the same way customers' prices get bumped up every six months or whatever. The amount they're going to pay the RFL gets bumped down and they're never going to call the bluff on it. And until they do, nothing's really going to change. Yeah, man, it's, a, it's a nightmare, man. It honestly is. Man. We just got. It's just. Anyway, world we're, we're getting very sidetracked. Very sidetracked here. So speaking of Super League Round One, all on Sky. Let's jump into the predictions. Yeah. So first up, we have got Saint Helens versus Salford. Okay, I'm conscious that we are over half hour, so I feel like we'll do one word predictions and then touch on anything else we want to after. So. With that in mind, St. Helens. Yep, completely agree. I uh, think Salford have got a good squad, but just think Saints will want to come out of blocks firing. So. Yeah, Saints just a different gravy. No offence to Salford, solid team, going to have a decent season. But Saints are potentially going to be champions again. So, yeah. Next you don't up, become champions without winning. 
newly promoted side Lee versus Wigan, the old Wigan derby. Who have you got? Can we stop pretending Lee got promoted? They got franchised in pretty much. <laughs> Go on, who wins it? Wigan. Yeah, again, I think we're going to want to... Again, Lee are going to be decent. They're going to be far from the whipping boys, and their squad probably is going to hold it up. Like, if they finish top of the league and got genuine promotion, right, I think they'd be they'd probably end up with a squad no worse than what they've got now. I don't mean that as a disrespect to Lee, but more the farcical process that we had to go through to get them there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I do, and again, I do agree. We're gonna think they'll just be a bit too strong, but I think it'll be a close game. So, it's like Saints, different level, unfortunately. Yeah. Next, Wakey versus Leeds. Your team. Leeds. Home pitch, home advantage, much better squad. Wakey will come out fighting because they always do. Yeah. But I don't. I don't know. Unless Justin Lino literally takes Leeds down to the floor, I don't really see. Yeah. Wakefield coming away with anything from this and I didn't even realise that that was an awful pun I apologise for my accidental terribleness there <laughs> yeah for me Leeds will just be a bit too strong but I think it'll be a fiery game right. yeah Luke Gale fit for round one as well so that's going to be big especially with Louis out so Catalan versus Hull KR I think this is going to be the closest one of the round I'm going to go Catalan Catalan, right. Well, I'm, we're splitting it here because I'm going to go Hull KR. I think they're going to want to make a statement with the squad and players they've brought in. I don't. I think Catalan have got a, a solid squad and I do, like we did in prediction, I think Catalan will finish above them. But I can just see Hull KR coming out of the box fast and wanting to put a statement down on league. So I'm backing Hull KR. Okay, interesting. Yeah, even without Falau, I think there's maybe again a little too much changeover in that whole KR squad to instantly click for round one so I'm gonna award it to the tourists yeah that's fair so Hull FC versus Huddersfield right the two teams I think are gonna be the biggest underperformers this season compared to expectations I think Huddersfield but again this is gonna be close yeah, this is a hard one to call, and I'm, I'm gonna split. I'm gonna split it with you because I think then that's you know sort of we'll see what happens. So I'm gonna go Hull FC. Uh, I do okay. think you know I don't think round one necessarily dictates what's gonna happen in the season, but I think this will be a close one. You know what I mean? And I'm backing. I'm backing Hull FC. So. Yeah, I think Huddersfield are gonna be a bit more well gelled I want to say I don't know how much Josh Reynolds will have settled in at this point he might absolutely be on fire but compare that to Huddersfield who know Aiden Caesar and we know what he can do in this country yeah so final game Castleford yep. versus Warrington big game who wins it Warrington yeah I agree mate I think it'll be a close game I think Castle hold their own but I think Warrington have just got that too much flair too much sort of oomph in there. I think they've probably got one of the best sort of prop forwards you want to, what props forward you know utility forwards you can get in someone like Philbin I think he's come off leaps and bounds over the last two seasons in probably a first one at first name sort of in squad really for England I think at end of the season if he keep playing like he has done the last couple of years I think he's quality I think yeah, stuff like that's going to help take him through but again like we say round one does not dictate the whole season and well, I'll tell you where it might dictate the full season. In our Fantasy Super League. There yeah. we go. 
plug de details on the screen, go join. Callum, have you still got Ash Handley in your team or is he finally taken out now he's injured nope. for like six weeks? We have changes have been made. They're ongoing as well. I'm, every day I'm looking at it and I'm thinking of how I can change. But yeah, guys, make sure you are joining that league because we are going to have some prizes throughout the season and a big prize for the winner, of course, of our league. So yeah, get them codes put in um, and let's enjoy the season of Super League yeah, Fantasy. I'm going to create my other two teams over this week as well and I'm going to try and come up with some probably terrible rugby league puns. So give us your best names. We'll give a shout out for some of the best and the worst of them. You can't be. I've already right. seen. I've already seen some sweeteners on Twitter, and there's some interesting ones. There's the good and the bad in here. Yeah. What do you reckon to mine? Then go on. What do you reckon? Have you seen mine? No, I've not looked at yours. I don't like it. I live it. Live it. Have that's you. awful. Nah, it's quite. Mate, I was thinking for about an hour of this name when I was making my team. Do you know that's? I won't admit to that. Do you know that is worse than my fantasy football go on, watch fantasy team football. name this year? Blink one air two. Oh, Big no, boy no, Samuel Letter. It's not as bad as that. <laughs> it really is. Nah, but you've got to have a, a cringy pun name in there anyway. Yeah, and I'm gonna do well, my all ex Brad. I like to do every season my all players in the team that's all just ex Bradford players and see how that does for season. Probably better than both. Well, I didn't want that your top team last year. Yeah, I think it was to be fair. <laughs> Oh, those were the days back when rugby league was actually a normal sport again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, puns cat again. Gotta beat my football when all the Lana's in pyjamas. That's a classic. Yeah, there's a, there's too many out there for football, I think. But not. someone needs to do an article for rugby league ones, I reckon. Oh, I found some from Australia. There were some god-awful ones from NRL. Yeah, I can imagine where Aussies. Camaro Smith was one of them that really <laughs> made me cringe. Right. Yeah, on that note, I think I'm going to let you all cringe in peace. If you have made it this long, thank you. I don't know how you've stuck with us. And also, subscribe. It's free. We don't charge you yet. You can cancel any time. There you go. Money back guarantee. Yeah, and obviously, if you list that goes for if you're listening as well. You know, you can subscribe on our, on Apple Podcasts. You can follow us and everything. On Leave us a review of four stars or more. If you think we're shit, just please don't bother. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you on Saturday for the next video, guys. And enjoy the first week of Super League. We sure will. And we'll catch you next week. See you later. And don't forget the Challenge Cup.